Good day and welcome to this month's Talk with Tom conversation. I am your host, Aaron Wilker, and I will be asking the questions that you have submitted to my coach, my mentor, and my friend, Tom Hart. But once again, before we get into the Talk with Tom, I would like to say that today's call is being sponsored by Tom's soon-to-be-released ebook entitled Goals 2015. And this is a 12-chapter book where Tom helps you get from where you are to where you want to be. And you can download the first two chapters for free right off of Tom's website, successseriesllc.com, by clicking on the pop-up offer and leaving your email address, and somebody will send you the first two or reply back to you with the first two chapters. And again, that is successseriesllc.com. And now, let's get on with today's call. So, good day, Tom. How are you doing today? Doing great, Aaron. How are you? I am excellent, thank you. And how's your month of March been so far, Tom? What have you done so far this month? Well, I've conducted two workshops in the month of March, a private event in Chicago for a medical practice had me giving a personal productivity and task management workshop. They're a group of docs with a medical practice um, working on a number of things, including some strategic planning initiatives with them. And my Relax, Reflect, Reframe, Reignite workshop with yoga in Denver just this past weekend. I love this workshop. My partner and yogi, Ken Stanovistavan, and I love saying his last name. But he and I collaborate with me giving a 40-minute talk followed by 20 minutes of yoga back and forth over the course of the half-day workshop. So participants love it. It gets us active and um, granted a lot of material for both mind and body. Now, on a personal note, I want to give a shout-out to my daughter, Karen. She's a success team member and our chief marketing officer. But she achieved the big goal of being one of the first hires for a new Denver office for a Microsoft affiliate, and she will be their digital marketing associate. So I'm proud of her and wanted to give a shout-out. Excellent. And I know she just had a birthday this past month as well because she and my daughter share the same birth date. Yes, and how about that? (laughs) So a happy birthday to Karen. What a great gift. (laughs) <laughs> and a happy birthday to your daughter. Yep, yep, very good. All right, Tom, well, let's get on to today's question, and it's coming to us from Scott in Plano, Texas. And Scott has asked, Tom, I read your blog on the daily disciplines, and I was wondering how long should my morning visualization take, and then would you please elaborate a little more on what you mean by thinking good thoughts? And so I was thinking, Tom, that it may benefit all of us if you just talk about each one of these six daily disciplines that you wrote about in your blog. Absolutely. I would love to. But, you know, before answering Scott's question specifically and talking through each one of these uh, daily disciplines, would you please remind everyone what each of them are from that post? Okay, I can do that. The first one, I believe, was morning intention and visualization. Thank you. Thank you for making me say that word, visualization. (laughs) (laughs) Use external images of success was number two. 
Number three was think a better feeling thought. And I think that's what Scott was asking for you to elaborate on. And number four, have an attitude of gratitude. Number five, take action. And number six, acknowledge that it's working. And it's interesting to me, Tom, about these things is that real quick before I let you answer, um, you know, I like reading a lot and especially successful people, uh, reading about them and their lives and how they've succeeded. And Andrew Carnegie, who was born from an impoverished, into an impoverished family in Scotland. You know, they moved to America, and he became one of the wealthiest men in the world during his time. Well, Carnegie had a formula that he used called the 3C formula for success. And he rose early in the morning to control his mornings and win his days. And he prepared so he could conquer the chaos of the afternoon. So he rose up early in the morning and visualized his day so that if chaos crept into his day, he knew how to conquer it. And then he created a vision so he was able to concentrate on what counted in his life. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So I think that right there with your number one, your morning intention and visualization. um, Wow. And think of that, Andrew Carnegie, you know, the – the, the industrialist and steel magnet, um, billionaire of his era, so to speak, uh, in in today's dollars. Right, uh, right. Give me those C's again. The C's for Carnegie were he he rose early to control his mornings and win his days. And then he would conquer the chaos of the afternoon. And then his vision, he created his vision so he was able to concentrate on what counted Mm. in his life. Love it. Very good. Wow, that's cool. Yep. Well, let's answer Scott's question and uh, go through each of these. Um, uh, let's, let's, Let's first ask, Scott, answer Scott's question about how long his visualization should take. Um, you, you know, it's, it's not a hard and fast rule. Um, our mind is going a thousand miles an hour, and typically it is a good practice to kind of just breathe and settle and get grounded first thing in the morning. And so we'll talk about intention piece of this as well. But as you are settling into your day and as you're getting centered on what is your priority for the day or your, your approach for the day. Um, you you want to have it be intentional and, in, in fact, driven by your own agenda, your own goals, your own desires. And these visualizations are a means by which you can make those goals real in the moment, and you want to have wash over you the feeling of having achieved those goals through these visualization exercises. Now, back to my comment about our minds are going 1,000 miles an hour. Once you get into a meditation practice and use the morning routine that we are outlining, 
you will get more practiced in doing these things and therefore you'll be able to go longer in your meditation or in your visualization before your mind starts wandering or your distractions start coming up. And so at first, as you meditate on these or, or center yourself to breathe in and take these visualizations, um, it might only be five minutes. It might only be three minutes, and that's okay. There's not a hard and fast rule around it should be 20 minutes, it should be 10 minutes, it should be two minutes. The visualizations are your experiential exercise, whatever's running through your mind, to allow you to picture your day and picture your goals, your vision. And if your vision is a sound bite, it's going to take you a nanosecond. If your vision is a kind of a, a virtual walkthrough of the building that you want to have, the house you want to live in, the car you want to drive, and, and you're visualizing leaving your house and getting in your car and driving to your building, it's going to take you some time to picture all of that. And it could take you five minutes. So there's not a hard and fast rule. It's very fluid and it's very personal. And keep in mind that as you practice this, it'll be longer and longer that you'll be able to stay in that concentrated uh, state. So as soon as you wake up in the morning, uh, Scott, listeners, take five minutes to focus your mind on those intentions and get comfortable in posture and in location and in environment, you know, sound and, and other sensory things going on for yourself. Close your eyes, breathe in through your mouth, exhale through your, your, I mean, breathe in through your nose, exhale through your mouth, and do that a few times to just get centered. And then spend 30 seconds to a minute thinking of each of those desires or goals that you have. Now, if you're walking through it in this virtual way that I described, however long it takes for you to experience that in your mind's eye is how long it's going to take you to get through this exercise know that this is different from your meditation time. This is strictly for visualization of your goals. And know this too. At first, you may have to have your eyes open reading your vision, like literally having it in front of you on a card or your laptop or whatever it is that you have written it down on and picturing it in your mind as opposed to having your eyes closed and, and doing it such. Eventually, you'll get to that place where you're literally doing it in your mind's eye only because you would have memorized it all. Uh, and then if you're, if you're in the moment, so to speak, of the visualization, you want to have the feelings that you want to feel when you achieve or when you manifest that desire in your life to be what washes over you in your visualization. It's that feeling that we get that we really want as the means of the reason for the visualization. It's not whatever might come with the achievement of the goal, but it's what, what, it's what we feel in achieving the goal as well. And we can do that right there and there in our meditation. And that intensity of feeling is what fuels the intensity of the attraction. So that's that first um, uh, step, that first discipline is take that, intention of your day and your visions of 
your goals, your, your outcomes, the vision of your life, and picture that in your mind's eye through these visualization exercises. Number two is to um, use external images to support or to uh, foster that um, uh, vision. Now, vision boards are a great tool for this, and they can take many forms. Uh, I think uh, the listeners have heard me on this uh, podcast say before that my office vision board is a CD case with four-by-four cutout from magazines or other sources of pictures, and I just rotate those day-to-day so that when you're looking at it sitting there on my credenza, it's got one picture, and the stack of the rest of them are behind it. And the next day, I pull up the next picture, and I just rotate them through. And I've probably got, geez, 50 of them in there because, you know, they're paper thin and the CD case is so thick. So that's my version of my vision board in my office. At home, I might have um, a couple of different vision boards. Some of them are poster size. Some of them are, are um, uh, uh, in a binder, uh, in a manifestation book. Um, I've got a friend who has a, has a vision wall in her office. And literally, it is all of those things that would have been on a poster board size vision board on the wall of her office. And all of the things that are physical, financial, spiritual, etc., in her life areas and what she wants of her life in each of those. Now, these resources, these sources for the, the visions could be as simple as just, you know, cutting out pictures of things you want to own, uh, pictures that represent experiences you want to have. Um, it, they're, they're reminders, and that's their purpose. If you've got a trinket that's a reminder or a uh, keepsake or some kind of uh, a quote, uh, use those, and you can put those into a vision board as well. Cut them out, um, paste them on. Um, there are programs out there now, apps that create a vision board to be your screensaver. Um, the the idea is that whatever you use, whether it's a CD case like my office, or whether it's that vision wall, you want to put it somewhere where you're going to see it every day. And it's going to remind you of those things that are what you're living for. And it's going to be a reflection of your outcomes that you desire, the abundance, the romance, the fun, the physique, you know, et cetera. And so when you look at these, you can have that feeling, that positive thought of this is mine now. I claim this now. I bring this into my life now. And that's the whole purpose of this visual, you know, using these images to support the, the, um, the, the, the success. Okay. And if people are still wanting an example of that, again, I know that if they go to the website, successseriesllc.com, and go to the resources tab and click on the workshop resources, you can actually download a PDF uh, that's entitled Sample Vision Board. And that's a great example of what you're talking about right there. So, Yes, in fact, that particular sample is a um, 
seminar participant who has um, one board that represents physical and financial. So you'll see, you know, one half of that board is kind of all his images and quotes of, of the physique and health and, and uh, 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 exercise routine and all that he wants in that world okay. of his. And then the other half is all financial. It's a great example. That, that's why I mentioned it. So very good. Thank you, Tom. Number three. Number three is think a better feeling thought. Now, um, this is. I think this was a, part. This was part two of Scott's question. That's right. Um, uh, Scott Scott's asking here very specifically um, to elaborate more on what I mean by that, and and what I mean by um, think a better feeling thought is that. We've all heard, and we really need to take ownership and take it to heart, that thoughts are things. Thoughts, feelings, actions all drive outcomes. So know that the thought is something that is a, a genesis, an origination, if you will, of that goal, that desire, that outcome. Every thought that I think is creating my future. Um, who I am now, what condition I live in, what I have in my life, what I have created has all come from my past thought. Who my friends are, the house I live in, everything. My thoughts are creative. I've learned to love my thoughts. They're like my best friends. When a negative thought shows up, I say, go away, go out. No, I don't want that. I replace it with something with more power, more positivity. And that way I can create a reality that is one that I want. One needs to be constantly aware of their thoughts. If there is uh, something that is uh, negative showing up, it's, it's, it's human condition to have that be kind of the automatic naysayer in your mind, you know, something that they might say, oh, you can't afford this, or you can't do that, or, you know, it's just our automatic kind of, you know, regulator. Don't forget, the ego loves the status quo. And so the ego is that voice saying no, 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 because if change is a part of that thought, then ego is going to say no because it wants to maintain the status quo. But God, spirit, the universe, whatever you want to call him, her, it, is always listening, always responding, always hearing your thinking. And so I try to keep that line as clean and clear as I can because the universe is going to support every thought I choose to think and believe. And if I believe the negative thoughts, it's going to show up with more negativity. If it's positive thoughts, positive belief, optimism, that's going to bring more of that into my life. So remember that it's only a thought, but a thought can be changed. A thought can shape your world. A thought can be uplifting. When negative thinking or what Zig Ziglar called stinking thinking, what I call the monkey mind, when that comes with a force, you've got to quiet your mind, soothe the monkey mind. And by the way, don't kill it. Don't kill the ego. Don't kill the monkey mind because you want, to have, you want it to be there to um, regulate or to be a sounding board, but you want to manage it. You want to quiet it down when it's starting to go bonkers and jumping off the wall. 
So you quiet it with time alone and meditation and inner time like we just talked of. But each of us needs to know that inside of us is a inner wisdom that's already connected with the infinite wisdom and that we have inside of ourselves all the answers to any question we would ever ask. And so really the purpose of this whole morning discipline of these six things and especially this thought one is to really listen to our inner guidance, to hear our intuition more clearly and to trust that because it always has the perfect answer. So that's number three. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Number four. Yes. Well, and I agree with you there and that's, and if anybody's read Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, it is Napoleon Hill bases everything on your thoughts create, your thoughts, you know, what he called the ether. And you put it into the ether, and the ether will respond. So, yes, number four. Very good. Number four, Tom, sorry. <laughs> no, that's all good. Uh, number four is have an attitude of gratitude. And, and gratitude is a state that one wants to be in at the beginning of the day, throughout the day, for a variety of reasons. And, I, you know, I have my own reasons why this is so. But I'd like to turn the tables and put this one on you, Aaron, because you're the proud offer of the gratefulness blog. Um, you're the one that does this in an exercise that's social and that's um, out in the public world of, of blogging. Would you please tell us why having an attitude of gratitude is so important? Yeah, no trouble. And, yeah, it's uh, like you said, uh, my my brother and I created uh, the blog, the Gratefulness Series um, blog, and that's another web page if somebody wanted to check out. It's just called thegratefulnessseries.com. But we created it uh, because – like you said, having a position of gratitude makes what you were describing in number three so much easier. Um, I wake up in the morning, and the first thing I do, literally, when I open my eyes and I am awake, is I thank the Lord, the higher power, whatever, you know, for allowing me another day. Um, mm. and, Powerful. Right. And I ask him, you know, for guidance throughout that day and then go into, you know, my visualization of what the day is going to be or whatnot. And then the last before I do before I go to sleep is the same thing is thank him for another wonderful day and for everything that he has given to me and to my family. Um, and it's just, it's so much easier when you are grateful for what you have. And you may not have a lot, but there has to be something you're grateful for. And, you know, I have wonderful family. I have wonderful friends. Um, it, you know, there's so much that I am grateful for that every day 
I thank the Lord for that. And then at least once a week, my brother and I take turns writing on our blog what it is that we are grateful for. And you really get into that habit. And as I said, when you are grateful, just so much easier when the monkey mind creeps in or the negative thought creeps in and says no, you can go, wait a minute, yes, because you were mm-hmm. so much more positive. You're so much more relaxed and e- at ease with yourself. Mm-hmm. Love it. So that, that's my answer. Excellent. Love it. That's, and that's now, a great practice. Okay, so now on to number five, Tom. Take action. Um, take action is um, really the key element to getting things done. Um, we can visualize and write affirmations and create intention all day long, but it's not going to happen if we don't take action. Most people wait around for the perfect conditions before they act, or they hear of the law of attraction and they put it out into the universe and wait for it to show up. But guess what, guys? The last six letters of the law of attraction are A-C-T-I-O-N, action. So without action, nothing's going to happen. We've got to be just like Nike ad says, you know, just do it. Um, I love the fact that, that when we, well, when we're pursuing our goals, we're pursuing satisfaction. What are the last six letters of satisfaction? A-C-T-I-O-N, action again. There's two kinds of action that you can take. Obvious actions are things like if you want a better car, you go test drive the one you want. Or you um, want a savings account, so you begin to put 10% of your income towards saving. Um, You want to be a doctor, so you start to research uh, online, and then you apply to medical school. Um, Those kinds of things are are directly... uh, tied to the, the goal, the, the outcome that you want. Those are, uh, again, a, a, um, an action that is um, a- obvious action. The, the action that is one that might be um, inspired are things that come to you. They're things that, that, that show up in your life that you have to respond to or that you should uh, respond to. Now, know that our reticular activator in our brain is going to be more alert and more attentive to those things that will match our desires once we place them into our consciousness. So let's say you want a yellow car. Uh, be specific, by the way. So it's a yellow sports car of this make, this model, this year, this color combination at this price. <laughs> and then always add or something better. Uh, in fact, go to my website to the resource page that you just quoted and download the um, how to create effective affirmations, and you'll see that I say to always add to the tail end of each one of those affirmations or something better. Uh, sorry, I get off topic. Uh, going back, those, it's so important. That's why I always chuckle when I when I say it again uh, because uh, you know. I didn't used to do that, <laughs> and uh, I would limit myself. Once I said or something better, things started showing up that were even better than I described. Anyway, once you begin to do the things that you that you that you um, uh, are taking as far as direct action, like 
the savings account or the test drive of the car. The universe will start responding by sending people the resources, the opportunities that you need in order to manifest that desired result. So you're going to find that you have ideas that you need to act on. You have prodding that you need to take advantage of. You have these intuitive impulses that will need to be connected to an action you can take. And the best way you know to know if the actions you're taking are taking you closer to your goal is to check in with how you feel. Are you feeling joyful, excited, um, motivated? If those are the feelings that you have by taking the actions, then you those are your validation that you are on the right path. It's almost like this internal GPS that we have that is telling us, hey, you're on the right track, you're heading in the right direction, keep going, you know, follow your joy. So Excellent. that's number five. Okay. And action. If I may interject, um, please. A, a really good book if you are thinking, you know, if you are working on starting up a, your own business or if you're in sales or something like that, a really good book that I've read, oh gosh, probably two years ago now, uh, by a gentleman named Michael Masterson is Ready, Fire, Aim. And that's it. The mm-hmm. whole premises mm-hmm. of the book is take that action. You can always correct later, but if you don't take the action, it will never happen. So yeah, yeah. Well, and for those of us that are that are um, uh, surviving or, or recovering perfectionists, um, <laughs> that's a real hard one because we like to get it just right before we ship it. And oftentimes you have to ship it and then get a second version out there after you make some adjustments. And by the way, what I've learned in Ready, Fire, Aim is that the feedback that you get by getting the first version out there is actually going to make it a better product than if you had waited to send it out when it was, quote, unquote, perfect in your mind. Because that feedback will help you refine it to be delivered in the form that the audience wants to receive it or that the audience would find it even better than if you had this, you know, perfect uh, – product uh, awaiting you know it's it's perfect launch date so yeah love it ready fire right uh, you, you know then two of the biggest examples of that i believe are two of the biggest competitors apple and microsoft i mean how many versions of the iphone are out there how many versions of windows uh, yeah. have we seen right <laughs> yeah so, that's a good example you know they're constantly improving it but they got it out there so, number six, Tom, acknowledge, acknowledge it's working. <laughs> yes. Well, if you see something change for the better, acknowledge that that's happening. Like, affirm it in your mind. Appreciate it. Uh, when you find the perfect parking space, for instance, and the listeners have heard me on this very podcast talk before about how to create the perfect parking space. But when that happens, Acknowledge it. When you get the table you want at the restaurant, when you receive the unexpected income, when you meet someone that can help you achieve your goal, those are all the law of attraction working in your favor. So acknowledge it. The more you acknowledge that it's working, the more that it will work. It's that simple. If you're attracting things into your life that you don't want, remember, the law of attraction is working. So instead of thinking what you don't want, 
Think of what you do want because what you focus on will manifest. So if you're focusing on the negative, guess what you're going to bring into your life more of? Negative. If you want to know what you're thinking about, notice the results that you're producing in your life. Those tell you, you know, like I said earlier, the life that I'm living now is a collection of the outcomes of what I was thinking throughout my past. So the good news is to change the result, you will first have to change your thinking. So the vibration of your thoughts can change. Your feelings can change. Your thoughts and feelings are going to lead to an action, and an action is going to lead to your result. So if you're not happy with where you are and you want to move to some new place of where you want to be, start with your thoughts. When you make that commitment, you're going to find that the outcome is there. The result that you desire is there. And if you make the commitment to take these actions each day, these six daily disciplines, you'll start to move forward with confidence in the direction of your dreams. And they're not only possible, but they're probable by doing so. Okay. Kind of kind of goes hand in hand, I think, with being grateful. I mean, if you acknowledge a success, you're grateful for it. Mm. Um, it, it really, again, I, I think it, it helps put it out there. And the law of attraction, uh, you know, you can only tell people that for, from my experience, it works. It truly does work when you improve your thoughts and acknowledge and become more grateful. It definitely pays off in compounding interest back to you. That's right. So, anything else there, Tom? Is for number six. Acknowledging it. That's it. That's it on number six. That's it on all six of them, in fact. Okay. So just one more time to reiterate the six daily disciplines that you just discussed. Um, and these are six daily disciplines for success, and this came right from the blog that you'd written about on your – and it's up on your website. Number one, morning intention and visualization. <laughs> yeah. Number two – Use external images of success, like a vision board or, uh, you know, photographs. Uh, screensaver, that's a great one, you know, if you are in front of your computer all day. A screensaver that rotates around is a wonderful uh, external image of success. Think a better feeling thought for number three. Number four is have an attitude of gratitude. Number five, take action. Take that action. And number six, acknowledge that it is working. And believe me, if you do these six, you'll be doing number six a whole lot in your life. So... Any final thoughts on that before we move into uh, homework and tip for this month, Tom? Um, you know, just this. Um, it, it's kind of a, a no-brainer. Um, why not try it, you know? I mean, 
my final thought would be if you're skeptical of these working, uh, what do you got to lose? Like, jump in. It doesn't take much time. It does, there's not a lot of expense in putting together something like a vision board. Um, in fact, there are kits out there that kind of do it for you. You just get a stack of magazines and start cutting away. Um, but but why not try it? Because if it doesn't work, you're no worse off than you are now. If it does work, you're a lot better off than you are now, and you're in a much better state of achievement. You're going to be in this mindset of accomplishment and of motivation and of positivity. So now my final thought would be, why not give it a try? And in fact, let me roll into the homework with that. <laughs> Very good. Because, you know, your, your homework for the month is going to be take these six daily disciplines and pick a period of time to give it a shot. If it's a week, if it's two days, if it's a month, I mean, we're not going to be together again on this call for another month. So why not try it for a week? Like, just try it this next week. Start today. Tomorrow morning, wake up. Do what Aaron does. Have the first thought in your mind be gratitude for having another day to live. Tomorrow morning, start with that. Then go through these six daily disciplines. Now, if you think you can't start it tomorrow because you already got stuff scheduled and blah, 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 then start on Friday or Saturday or the next day. But try it for a week. And if it's working, try it for another week. And if you forget a day or two, don't worry about it. Just jump back on the saddle and try it the next day. And pretty soon, the month will be here. And let's make note, Aaron, for our next call, to kind of check in with the listeners with a little reminder about, hey, did you do the six daily discipline? And did you do it for a day or a week or a month? And kind of get some feedback around it, maybe through a blog comment or something, to be able to hear from them as to how it works. Because I'm not going to question if it works. I know this works. Yep. <laughs> Very good. It, and I would say don't wait until tomorrow. Before you close your eyes or right when you close your eyes, before you fall asleep this evening, yes. be grateful for what you have today. Um, so if I'm just, you know, take action. Start tonight. Don't start tomorrow. All right? Love it. All righty. Well, thank you, Tom. And... uh I would like to remind everyone that this call is being sponsored by Tom's uh, soon-to-be-released ebook, Goals 2015. And once again, the first two chapters uh, you can receive at no charge by going to the website successseriesllc.com and leave your email address and somebody will reply to you. And I also want to remind you that the recording of this t call can be reheard at Tom's website, once again, successseriesllc.com. And under the blog tab, there is a Talk with Tom link, and you hit that, and all the recordings uh, that Tom and I have done will be there. So I'm looking forward to our next call, 
just because I want to hear uh, some success stories from these six daily disciplines. So, Tom, until next time, I'd like to thank everyone for participating in today's call. Scott, thank you for uh, writing in, emailing in the question that got us here. And I'd like to thank you as well, Tom, for your time and your wisdom. Once again, I am Aaron Wilker, and for Tom Hart, who always says, life is a series of now, so grow your life today, I bid you a good day. Yeah.